Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world, where it's naturally supernatural. Society, it's in crisis. We're witnessing the de-Christianization of America. Rogue nations now have nuclear weapons, corruption in politics, morality at an all-time low. But my guest says this can be our finest hour. We are about to see a greater outpouring of power than we read about in the book of Acts. Are you ready? Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Is God ready to bring a tsunami wave of healing onto planet Earth today? Sid Roth has spent over 40 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. I'm here with Mike Bickle, and if you've ever heard of IHOP, I'm not talking about the Pancake Place, uh, International House of Prayer. For 19 years, you've had 24-7 worship, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. For 19 years, you've trained 18,000 students, either three to five-year program. And this all really started when a very strange prophet <laughs> walked in and introduced himself to you. Tell me about yes, that. Yes, strange indeed. His name was Bob Jones. He's with the Lord now. And uh, many people know and love Bob Jones. He's impacted many lives over the last 40 years. But this was 35 years ago. I was 27 years old, pastoring a young adult church, just uh, newly beginning it. We had about 500 young people in our church, and he came walking in as a total stranger. He's about 55 or 60 in overalls, wearing a winter coat. It was about 70 degrees out, (laughs) and told me, declared to me that he knew my future. The Lord had given him many visions and dreams. I didn't believe anything he said. I just thought, this man is so strange. And uh, he said, what you're going to do is, he goes, you're going to be leading a ministry one day, 24 hours a day with singers and musicians. They're coming from all over the world, young and old. And you're going to go 24 hours a day because God is calling a prayer movement, a worship movement to be combined together. It's going to go across the earth. And I don't mean my deal is going to go across the earth, but he's going to do it sovereignly. And we're going to be a catalytic, uh, we're going to have a catalytic part of this as many other places will as well. And I said, 24 hours of singers and musicians, like, why would we do this? He goes, because the greatest revival in history is yet ahead of us and the salvation of Israel. And the Lord is going to raise up this mighty prayer movement in the earth. Anyway, that was 35 years ago. He told me that day a bunch of things, but he saw smartphones 35 years ago, smartphones. 
He said, you're going to be uh, moving from your part of town. We lived in the, our church was in the affluent part of town. You're going to move to the blue collar part of town. This is in Kansas City. Yeah, in Kansas City, where Harry S. Truman lived. After that was the oddest, most random thing I heard. He said, because Harry S. Truman was the man God used to cause Israel to become a nation in 1948. Right. And I thought, <clears throat> I kind of knew that, but not really. <laughs> and he said, you're going to move on his property, and it will be a sign and a wonder, because these thousands of singers and musicians, they're going to be spiritual intercessors for Israel, like Harry S. Truman was a political intercessor for Israel in the fact that he was used politically for Israel to become a nation. That made no sense to me at all. He said, this is 35 years ago now, my first meeting with him, and I don't believe a word he says, just so you know. <laughs> okay. And uh, For the record. Just for the record. <laughs> although I end up, I'm really wrong, and he was really right, for the record. <laughs> and so he said, I saw them all over Asia in the rice paddies of, in Asia with unplugged TV sets in their hands. He was, he was seeing smartphones. <laughs> and they're watching the singers and musicians on Harry S. Truman's property all over Asia. They're watching them live. Wow. I said, get this man out of my office. <laughs> and and uh, so then he asked me, he goes, he goes uh, uh, are, are you a singer and musician? I said, no, no, I'm not. He goes, huh, I thought you would have been. Again, 35 years ago. He goes, are, do you pray for Israel? I go, never. He goes, number three, he goes, are you connected to Asia? Because you're really going to be connected. I go, no. He goes, so you know nothing what I'm telling you. I go, nothing. <laughs> then he said, the Lord told me you'd be dull. I didn't think you'd be this dull. <laughs> 25 years later, from 35 years ago, 25 years later, which is 10 years ago, of course, I'm in my office. A guy knocked on a Jewish family, the Goldbergs. They knocked on our door. And I was talking to a friend, and our CFO interrupted me. Just my friend. We're just in private meeting. He said, I've got a Jewish family out here named the Goldbergs. They've got Harriet Truman's property, and they want to sell it to us for a million dollars. I mean, today it's probably worth 20, 30 million. I don't know how much it's worth. It's right on an interstate. It's undeveloped land. I don't even know what it's worth. And he goes... They'll give it to you for a million dollars. It's worth so much more than that. Do we want it? And I'm telling my friend, my friends, I go, well, we don't have a million dollars. So, I, and my friend goes, you know what? You're not going to believe this. I'm an investor and I do properties. I have a million dollars in the bank right now, liquid. I never have million money liquid. I always go from investment to investment. I'll give it to you tomorrow. So I said, okay. So. We bought the land, and in and, and the closing day of the land was 50 years to the day that Truman sold it to the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs sold it to IHOP. So I called Bob Jones. He's in his 80s now. I called Bob Jones. And, uh, you know, he lives over here on the East Coast. I go, Bob, it's 25 years later. We have the Truman property. And Bob, you know, he's in his 80s. It was 25 years ago. He goes, you never did believe me. You never believed a word I said. <laughs> well, when we come back, he has an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit tells him to study a book of the Bible that he can't, he's not interested in. Not at all. Then Bob Jones contacts him and says, you're supposed to teach on the Song of Solomon. I went, oh, we'll be right back. Anyway.
back to It's Supernatural. Ah, summer. And nothing says summer like the It's Supernatural Summer Sale. Come back each day to discover unique offers combining resources from the best teachers on the supernatural. Don't miss out on some great daily offers August 20th through the 24th at sidroth.org summer. We now return to It's Supernatural. Okay, what did you think when, uh, when Bob called you and said, your scripture is Song of oh, Solomon? What uh, yeah. did you think? Well, it, it, was, uh, it was five years later after my first time I met Bob, so now we're good friends. Mm-hmm. I'm in my office, I'm pastoring now, and I'm reading a wedding invitation, and then it, it says Song of Solomon 8.6. I didn't know it. It says, God will set a seal of fire of love on the human heart. And I, I read this verse, and instantly by the Holy Spirit, I mean, it just came out of my mouth. I'd never thought these words. I prayed, Jesus, set a seal of fire on my heart that I would love you. And I'm instantly weeping like a second or two. Now, I've never had that happen before. And I'm weeping, and the power of God's on me. I go, what is happening? So I go, um, it goes a few minutes. I grab the telephone, call my receptionist at the uh, church office. I said, no matter who comes by, don't let anyone interrupt me, please. Something strange has happened. So I'm weeping, Song of Solomon 8, 6, kneeling on the ground, going, Lord, seal my heart with fire. The phone rings five minutes, ten minutes later. I pick it up, hello? And the receptionist says, Bob Jones is on the phone. He's heard the audible voice of God for you right now. I said, okay. <laughs> And he says, I, again, I'm kneeling, reading Song of Solomon 8.6. He goes, Mike, I heard audibly Song of Solomon 8.6. The Lord's going to visit you with this passage. And he wants you to know two things. He, he wants you to know he's going to anoint the body of Christ to walk in this uh, across the earth. And it really, it's the first commandment, loving God with all of our heart, our strength, by the fire of the Holy Spirit. He goes, there's going to be an anointing that's going to be in the great end time revival that's going to be an anointing to love God with all their strength, all their mind, not just move in power outwardly, that for sure, but experience power inwardly. So it's the both and. And he says, he's going to do this worldwide. And second thing, he wants you to know, he goes, whatever this passage is, you're to focus on it the rest of your ministry. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. And I know it's a 45-second conversation. I, I just said, hello. He said, Bob, I've heard Song of Solomon 8-6 audibly, da-da-da-da. I didn't even say yes or no. I just groaned, and he hung up. <laughs> I didn't even tell him for another week or two what happened. I was so overwhelmed. And then I called my wife, and I said, sweetheart, Song of Solomon 8-6, Bob Jones. Wow, wow. And so then I read Song of Solomon. Like, for the first time, I read it seriously. And it's this eight-chapter love song of King Solomon to the Shulamite maiden. It's a natural love song that extols the beauty of married love. That's what it's about. But the Holy Spirit uses it for King, spiritually, King Jesus wooing his end-time church as well. And so it is a natural love song, but it's not only that. It's a spiritual application of how God's heart feels towards his people, awakening them to love him with all their heart and strength and mind and soul, etc., So I read the book that day. I'm horrified. 
because I'd never really read it. I read chapter one, two, three. You know, body parts, gardens, flowers. <laughs> Next one, flowers, embrace. I went body parts. I went no, no. Because the Song of Solomon. No, I'm the Song of Solomon. Eight chapters. I go, I, 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 Lord, I can't do this. No, no. I'll do First Commandment. Yeah, I'll do chapter eight, verse six. But I'm not touching that book. That's not me at all. Because my father was an international champion as a boxer. He was a he boxed in the Olympics. He was amateur and professional. I was raised in a boxing home. I was trained to be a boxer. And I told the Lord, my father's an international champion boxer. I'm the son of a boxer. I can't do Song of Solomon. I, I can't. And I joke and I joke and that the Lord whispered back to me. He says, yeah, but I'm world champion wrestler and I'm going to pin you to the mat. You will do this. And it will surprise you how much you love this. Because it's a revelation of God's emotions, because God wants us to love him with all of our heart and our strength and our mind, because he loves us with all of his heart, all of his strength, all of his mind. That's the power of the end time church, the revelation that he's in it with all of his heart towards us and all of his mind. Can you imagine God loving you with all of his mind? It's hard to believe. That's what the message of Song of Solomon is about. And that's the first commandment of which Jesus called the first commandment in Matthew 22. Love me with all your strength, your heart, your mind. He goes, this is the first commandment to God. And this is the great one to God. You know, where that first commandment comes in, we read that and we say, well, I don't know if I can, but I'm going to give it a try. But we never think of the reverse, which you just brought out. That's the way God feels about us. Yes, right. That's the reason he says, love me with all your strength, because I love you with all my strength first. And I'm going to awaken it in you when you see that in me. So I tell people it's the first commandment. It's the first priority to the spirit. It's the first prophetic word for the church. It's the first mandate over anyone's life and ministry. I mean, I call that verse loving God with all your heart. God's mission statement for the human race. What happens because you've trained thousands in this and and you really have revelations word by word from the Holy Spirit. What is the repercussion on people? It gives people confidence confident that God loves them and confident that their love for God is real. Because, you know, some people think that our love is only real when it's strong. Did you know our weak love is still real love? It's not only real when it's more mature than Paul. It's real even when it's weak and small. It's still real. Listen, everything that comes out of your mouth is such revelation, yet so simple. Uh, We have so much more that we want to talk about uh, with Mike. For instance, there are prophecies that were told directly to him by Bob Jones. I mean, these are blockbusters that have never been publicized. Many are about to happen now. So after this show, go to SidRoth.org for this exclusive interview at the end of the show. And, and when we come back, I've got to hear you pray with every fiber of your being that we get our first love back. Do you want to get your first love for God back? I want that. Be right back. We will be right back to It's Supernatural. 
Call now and get Mike Bickle's life-changing two-volume audio CD teaching series, Studies in the Song of Solomon, which includes 12 anointed sessions, along with a free 185-page download of Mike's study notes. Plus, receive Mike's anointed prophetic book, God's Answer to the Growing Crisis. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience, yours, for a donation of $49. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9559. The Song of Solomon is Mike Bickle's most popular teaching series. For over 30 years, he has prayerfully studied and researched each line of this divine love song. I lost my father at 12 years old, which had left a gaping hole in my heart. When I heard Mike's teaching on how my Heavenly Father doesn't just love me, but also adores and enjoys me as I journey closer to Him, it completely changed me from the inside out. I learned how to surrender to the love of Messiah and be consumed with His passion and empowered by His love. Mike includes a free download of his 185 pages of study notes. This is an anointed Bible-based teaching series that you can study on your own and even use to share with others. You will also receive Mike Bickle's powerful prophetic book, God's Answer to the Growing Crisis. Through this book, Mike shares how to be equipped to engage with God effectively as the world moves into greater darkness and denial of God's truth. Mike shares how you, as a believer, can be part of a mighty outpouring of God's glory that will usher in a revival unlike the world has ever experienced. The outpouring of the glory of God is about ready to invade planet Earth, but it's not going to invade your heart if your heart isn't tender towards God. And that's why God even put the Song of Solomon in the Bible. Don't miss out on getting Mike Bickle's life-changing two-volume audio CD teaching series, Studies in the Song of Solomon, which includes 12 anointed sessions, along with a free 185-page download of Mike's study notes. Plus, receive Mike's anointed prophetic book, God's Answer to the Growing Crisis. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience, yours, for a donation of $49. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9559. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9559 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Mike. You say that one of the most relevant scriptures at this moment in history is Psalm 2. Right. Why? I would say the most relevant prophetic scripture, meaning prophesying what's coming. In mm -hmm. Psalm 2, I think it is the most, and I'm a pretty eager student of end-time prophecy, the various chapters. I think this is the most relevant one for this hour of history, particularly in the Western world, but really the whole world. And it's because King David described a time where the kings of the earth and the rulers of the culture would raise their fist and challenge him and say, we're going to drive the influence of the word of God out of the culture. And we challenge you, the kings of the earth across the earth. I see why you say that. Well, because it's relevant. happening right now yeah. like no time in history. And uh, I, I wrote a book on it called God's Answer to the Coming Crisis. So the crisis, there's this spiritual resistance against the word of God. And many, many in the church are becoming uh, silent on the issue of the authority of the Word of God, the issues that are prevalent in our society and our culture to take a stand. And then, so Psalm 2, David describes the crisis. Then 
He describes God the Father's answer to the crisis, and it's remarkable. I'm not going to go into it right now, but a great revival is coming. Then he describes Jesus' answer to the Father's answer. And then after that, King David comes along and says, Did you hear what the king said to the Father and what the Father said back and what the Son said to the Father? And it gives us Holy Spirit insight to how God feels and what He's doing, what Jesus is doing, how we're to respond, and how intense the crisis is going to be. But here's uh, an overall message. We're not to be shocked by the rising tide against the Word of God. We're not to be intimidated. We're not to be fearful. We're to be bold and strong and clear about what's happening. And Psalm 2 lays it out masterfully. But if you don't really know this Psalm and you read it real quick, you won't catch it. Because I read it for years and didn't quite catch it, but it's really got depth to it. Tell me about the greatest outpouring of God's Spirit. Uh, A neck was just healed. The greatest outpouring of God's Spirit, greater even than the book of Acts. What do you see Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, I'll give you the shortest answer of the biggest answer. I, I mean, I got a big one. I believe that the miracles of Moses, the ten plagues of Egypt, and the miracles of the apostles, the book of Exodus, the book of Acts, are going to be combined and multiplied on a global level. And I got a number of Bible verses to back this up. The miracles of Moses, they were miracles in the created order, you know, where the sun and the darkness and the water turned to blood. And the miracles of the book of Acts, healing, salvations, they're going to be combined and multiplied on a global level. And again, I could talk a couple hours on this subject using the Bible, but I'm just giving you my short answer. You know, there is a dumbing down of an area that you say is very important to God. And this dumbing down, unfortunately, is in many churches, and it's called holiness. Tell me about what God feels. Oh, well, holy, I call it happy holiness because it's not drudgery. We don't pay the price to be holy, but we agree with God's heart that's filled with delight and joy and goodness. And we're agreeing with his leadership and it liberates our heart. It's the place of safety. It's the place of vibrancy in our spirit too. Holiness is the gift of God when we pursue this, but it's been presented as a old fashioned drudgery that we kind of grit our teeth and agree with God. Like, No, he's the most beautiful, delightful being. His leadership is perfect. When we agree with him, we get liberated from things that dull our spirit, that capture us, that still delight out of our relationship with God. And so I call it happy holiness that's based on enjoying God and delighting in his presence and delighting in God, delighting in us. Pray right now quickly for first love to come back to those that want. If you want your first love back, if you studio audience want your first love back, raise those holy hands to a holy God and you pray in the camera, please. Revelation chapter 2, verse 4, Jesus said, a great revival in Ephesus. He said, you have a great revival, but this I have against you. You don't love me like you used to. Revelation, and that's the first love passage. Father, I ask you by the Holy Spirit right now 
to revive hearts. I ask for a restoration of the vibrancy and the adventure of restored love. I ask for the miracle of the recovered heart of a believer who feels dulled and bored in their walk with you. I ask for the adventure. I ask you for the delight, the the exhilaration of when God moves on our heart for us to love God. So Holy Spirit, we know it takes God to love God. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, move on us. Reveal the beauty of Jesus. Reveal the delight of who you are and awaken our heart to love you. The first and the great response of the human heart in this age. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, let me remind you. If you want to see the extended content of this program with Mike, all you have to do, and I can't wait for you to share those <laughs> things that Bob Jones just told the two of you, all you have to do is log on to SidRoth.org. <clears throat> so easy. It has been said that there are more commentaries written about the Song of Solomon than any other book of the Bible. The now-deceased Bible teacher J. Vernon McGee said this one book is the Holy of Holies of the Bible. The elaborate, vivid, striking, and bold language contained within is a wonderful and glorious picture of the relationship with Jesus, our Messiah, that we can obtain. No other book in the Bible will draw you closer to God than the Song of Solomon. Call now and get Mike Bickle's life-changing two-volume audio CD teaching series, Studies in the Song of Solomon, which includes 12 anointed sessions, along with a free 185-page download of Mike's study notes. Plus, receive Mike's anointed prophetic book, God's Answer to the Growing Crisis. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience, yours, for a donation of $49. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9559. The Song of Solomon is Mike Bickle's most popular teaching series. For over 30 years, he has prayerfully studied and researched each line of this divine love song. I lost my father at 12 years old, which had left a gaping hole in my heart. When I heard Mike's teaching on how my Heavenly Father doesn't just love me, but also adores and enjoys me as I journey closer to Him, it completely changed me from the inside out. After I heard Mike's teaching, when I'm now reading the Song of Solomon, it's like I'm reading the language of heaven. It has a transcendent effect on my spirit, and it's like Jesus, the King, truly taking me into his chambers. Through the Song of Solomon, it's as if I'm entering into an intimate conversation with God himself. I learned how to surrender to the love of Messiah and be consumed with his passion and empowered by his love. Mike includes a free download of his 185 pages of study notes. This is an anointed Bible-based teaching series that you can study on your own and even use to share with others. You will also receive Mike Bickle's powerful prophetic book, God's Answer to the Growing Crisis. Through this book, Mike shares how to be equipped to engage with God effectively. Mike exposes the enemy's agenda to de-Christianize America. America, the increasing danger of secular humanism, the rise of Islamic extremists, and their plot to dominate the world. As the world moves into greater darkness and denial of God's truths, Mike shares how you, as a believer, can be part of a mighty outpouring of God's glory that will usher in a revival unlike the world has ever experienced. The outpouring of the glory of God is about ready to invade planet Earth, but it's not going to invade your heart if your heart isn't tender towards God. And that's why God even put 
the Song of Solomon in the Bible. Don't miss out on getting Mike Bickle's life-changing two-volume audio CD teaching series, Studies in the Song of Solomon, which includes 12 anointed sessions, along with a free 185-page download of Mike's study notes. Plus, receive Mike's anointed prophetic book, God's Answer to the Growing Crisis. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience, yours, for a donation of $49. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9559. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9559 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Okay, this is our extended segment with Mike Bickle, and uh, I had the privilege of knowing Bob Jones. And I'm going to tell you, when I first met this guy, this was many, many years ago, he started telling me things that caused me to question whether he was all there. But guess what? Just like Mike, he was all there. I wasn't all there. Okay. But Bob said strange parables and poems that to this day I go, Bob, I know he needed a trans. I don't get anything you just said the last hour. And it seems weird to me, but I did grab a hold of the key ones that the Lord supernaturally confirmed. Yeah, well, the ones I want to know about is he. Uh, th- this, is, this is what I know. I hope you know this. Uh, he's told said about the day that the glory lifted off of him because he used to go into a restaurant and just walk. His presence would cause people in their chairs to fall out. He had such glory on him. And one day it lifted, but God told him that the glory would return. Do you know that story? Uh, uh, a little bit. I, I mean, because I had, I was lived with Bob for 10 years and talked mm-hmm. to him near daily. So there's so many conversations. Well, he knew that the glory was going to return, but he would not be on earth. Yeah. When the when very the first day he met me, you know, 35 years ago, when he says, you're going to have this 24 hour singer musician thing. And, you know, they're going to see all over Asia, et cetera, pray for Israel. He said, it's going to happen after my day. And I looked at him, again, I don't know him, I don't love him, I don't know him, I just, he's weird to me. I grew to love him very deeply. But, and then I would say, what do you mean after your day? He goes, no, the Lord said it would not happen in my time, in his time. He goes, I will be with the Lord when it happens. But the greatest outpouring of the Spirit, he goes, I'm not talking about something to bolster my own ministry, because no, I won't be and, here. And excuse me, in case you missed it, he is now with the Lord. Heaven. Yeah, he's with the so Lord. So go ahead. He went to be with the Lord in 2014 at age 84 years old. But he knew that he would not be here when it took place. He said, uh, well, his death experience, he had a death experience in August 1975, August 8th. And I won't give the details. It's all over the Internet, so you could find it if you wanted to get it. It's quite remarkable where he, he his body was very uh, sick and he was hemorrhaging and his spirit left his body and he stood before the Lord. And his, you know, whether his body was dead or almost dead, I don't know how that works, but his spirit went before the Lord and the Lord said, do you want to go back? And Bob said, no, I don't. He actually said, no, I don't. And then the Lord said, Bob, did you learn to love? 
because that's what I'm going to evaluate your life on. Loving God with all your heart and loving people. And even though our love is weak, our love is still real, you know, just going back to that point. And then he said, you want to go back? He said, no. And the Lord actually told him, he says, I'm standing there. I'm looking at, the, at Jesus. He says, Bob, you know, you've always been a bit of a coward. And he says, but I'm going to help you. And Bob thought, a bit of a coward? He goes, yeah, when you get rejected, you want to quit. He goes, and that's, a, that, that's cowardice. But I'm going to help you if you'll go back. And so Bob says, uh, you know, he's listening. And he said, here's what's going to happen. He goes, a third world war is going to come. He said, I saw, I heard this directly in the presence of the Lord. He said this to me. He goes, my life is over. I just want to go into the, you know, the eternal city and be done with it. He goes, a third world war. He goes, a third world war is coming, but I'm going to bring one billion people to my kingdom with great power beyond anything you've ever seen. And Bob said, Lord, I would go back for souls. Because Bob, he says, I was always a good Baptist. He goes, I'd go back for souls. And the Lord says, I'm sending you back because I want you to stir up people in this hour, even though it will be after your day when it happens. Will you go touch some people so they would be awakened in their faith, so they would not be discouraged by the increasing trouble, but they would have confidence in the certainty of the glory of God beyond any measure ever seen in history? Would you go back and stir up some leaders? So Bob said yes. He came back. He said, as I was entering, coming back, he said, I saw my body laying there in that room. And I said, Lord, I don't want to go back in or go into that body. And he said, when I did, the pain hit me instantly. He goes, I was back. And he said, and of course, in that 35 years or 30 years since then, he touched so many leaders. I mean, Rick Joyner right here in North Carolina. Uh, you know, I, I can tell you many Amazing, of the finest young people that I interviewed. And old people. But, but the, so many of the young people that I'm interviewing now, their life was impacted and it would not have been impacted if he didn't come back. That's the interesting point. And so he told me many times, he goes, there's going to, he, he was very big on this. This is like a little disconcerting, but he wouldn't back down on it. And he said, the time is coming when the national government of America is going to be temporarily disrupted. And I said, what? He goes, I don't have the details, but it will happen for a season. And he said, but in that context, before and after and all in between, he goes, the glory of God will be increasing. I love what Bill Johnson said. I got to watch his program, Isaiah 60, verses 1 and 2. That's one of my favorite verses. When deep darkness, Isaiah 60, verse 1 and 2, covers the earth, deep darkness, the glory will arise on the people, and the people will rise into the glory. So people ask me, is it going to get worse or better? And I go, both. The darkness is going to get darker in the culture. The glory is going to get more pronounced and greater. And there will be pockets of mercy all over the world. And I don't know, you know, if, if that's a five-mile area or a 500-mile area. I, I'm sure with the Lord it's going to be different everywhere. But there will be places where the glory of God is so uh, in such a measure. But in the surrounding areas outside of it, there will be such deep darkness. You know, and I have to believe <clears throat> that IHOP in Kansas City will be one of the places where that glory is going to hang out. And I have to believe that this studio right here <laughs> is going to be one of the places where the glory is going to hang out. And, 
And I think anywhere where believers will come together in a concerted way and set their heart to love God, say, Lord, we need your power, the anointing to love God. We need that fiery seal on our heart, which, by the way, is not a one-time deal. It's a progressive deal. That's why your series in which you teach on the Song of Solomon will get so deep into their spirit that they won't have to worry about first love. They, their love will be overpowering. And by the way, did you catch what Bob Jones said to him when he went to heaven? Jesus literally asked him the question, did you learn to love? As if that's your whole purpose in this life. Well, again, the first commandment, you shall love the Lord your God. I call it God's mission statement. And then the next verse, the second commandment is like it, love one another. But if the second commandment becomes first, then we get burned out in seeking to love each other. We get bruised and we quit. When the second commandment is second, we're energized by interacting with his heart. It all comes from that. It really does. And, and we, because anybody can quit. I'm thinking of now the increasing pressures. Anybody can quit but a person in love. You know, because my love for Jesus has grown, it's, it's not as mature as I wished it would be by now. By now, I would think it would be more mature, but it has grown. And and I, when I get discouraged and want to quit, I can't quit. I have one obstacle. I love him. I go, Lord, I, I love you. I, I, can't, I want to quit. I don't want to press in all the time, but I love you. You got me. And so I have this statement, anyone can quit but a person in love. Good statement. Tell me something else that Bob saw happening. Bob saw stadiums being filled with the glory of God. Of course, a lot of prophetic people have seen stadiums filled. And so, again, are stadiums going to get filled or is society going to get darker? I think both. I think the light's going to get lighter, the darkness is going to get darker, and the contrast of the two is going to create actually the optimum environment for the great harvest and for the first commandment to be Can you imagine a billion believers worldwide walking in the first commandment? That in Revelation 19.7, John saw the greatest miracle of human history, the compromising church in the end times transformed to a prepared bride. I mean, there's one generation where the church, which so many are compromising, it's going to be transformed. John, I mean, Revelation 19.7, a prepared bride. A billion plus voluntarily walking in the love of God in the first commandment. That's where it's going. Tell, you can applaud that. I, I don't know about you, but I, uh, you know, I'm, I, uh, you asked me last night how old I was. I'm 77. Well, and the reason, because you, you got the energy of someone under 50. I go, you can't be 77. I go, but, you're not, you can't be telling the truth. But here's what I said to him. First of all, I am telling the truth. I believe second, second of all, I haven't even touched what I'm supposed to do on this earth. So give me a break, if you moaning and groaning, you 50-year-old. Give me a break. <laughs> You know, you uh, you got that Joshua spirit on you. You don't want to. 80, he just 
began when he was 80. He jumped in big time when he was 80. Well, I think I, it may start a little before 80, but I hope. You got a three year um, head start right now. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want to wait till 80. Okay, I, want to, okay. I see the glory already. I see it. I see it. it, it it's like it's just waiting for us to. Pray the prayer of Moses. Lord, show me your glory. Well, I'll tell you something Bob really emphasized over and over in the 10 years that I was close to him, 83 to 93, when he's in Kansas City. And I saw him, not every day, but all the time. Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. And the very last two verses of the, of the Old Testament, the last great promise, God is going to return the hearts of the fathers. That's men and women. That's not male, female. That's a spiritual fathers. Men. He's going to turn it to the children. So I tell the older folks in our midst, I go, of course, they already buy it. I go, don't retire. Don't even think retire. Refire. I said, you might not stay in your occupation, but jump in the prayer room. Get a hold of some young people, pour your heart into them, tell them who they are in God, get trained so you know what to tell them. You can lead them in the love of God, lay hands on them, be their cheerleader. Malachi 4 6 is so significant. God's going to turn an entire generation of 50 plus people, a year old plus, He's going to turn their hearts to the teens and the 20s and the young ones. And then the young ones, instead of the spirit of rebellion that's all over the culture that's increasing, they're going to actually walk in covenant relationship with the older ones. And God's going to shock the earth when old and young, black and white, all the different nations are walking together in the grace of God. No, you know, in politics, it seems as though we're getting more, excuse me, more and more divided on everything. So easily offended. So easily offended. But guess what? In that darkness is coming the greatest light, is coming believers that are so in love with Jesus and so in love with one another. What a contrast. I think that contrast alone will cause a billion souls to come to Jesus. Let it happen quickly, Lord Jesus. It has been said that there are more commentaries written about the Song of Solomon than any other book of the Bible. The now-deceased Bible teacher J. Vernon McGee said this one book is the Holy of Holies of the Bible. The elaborate, vivid, striking, and bold language contained within is a wonderful and glorious picture of the relationship with Jesus, our Messiah, that we can obtain. No other book in the Bible will draw you closer to God than the Song of Solomon. Call now and get Mike Bickle's life-changing two-volume audio CD teaching series, Studies in the Song of Solomon, which includes 12 anointed sessions, along with a free 185-page download of Mike's study notes. Plus, receive Mike's anointed prophetic book, God's Answer to the Growing Crisis. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience, yours, for a donation of $49. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9559. The Song of Solomon is Mike Bickle's most popular teaching series. For over 30 years, he has prayerfully studied and researched each line of this divine love song. I lost my father at 12 years old, which had left a gaping hole in my heart. When I heard Mike's teaching on how my Heavenly Father doesn't just love me, but also adores and enjoys me as I journey closer to Him, it completely changed me from the inside out. After I heard Mike's teaching, when I'm now reading the Song of Solomon, it's like I'm reading the language of heaven. It has a transcendent effect on my spirit, and it's like Jesus, the King, truly taking me into his chambers. Through the Song of Solomon, 
It's as if I'm entering into an intimate conversation with God Himself. I learned how to surrender to the love of Messiah and be consumed with His passion and empowered by His love. Mike includes a free download of his 185 pages of study notes. This is an anointed Bible-based teaching series that you can study on your own and even use to share with others. You will also receive Mike Bickle's powerful prophetic book, God's Answer to the Growing Crisis. Through this book, Mike shares how to be equipped to engage with God effectively. Mike exposes the enemy's agenda to de-Christianize America. America, the increasing danger of secular humanism, the rise of Islamic extremists, and their plot to dominate the world. As the world moves into greater darkness and denial of God's truths, Mike shares how you, as a believer, can be part of a mighty outpouring of God's glory that will usher in a revival unlike the world has ever experienced. The outpouring of the glory of God is about ready to invade planet Earth, but it's not going to invade your heart if your heart isn't tender towards God. And that's why God even put the Song of Solomon in the Bible. Don't miss out on getting Mike Bickle's life-changing two-volume audio CD teaching series, Studies in the Song of Solomon, which includes 12 anointed sessions, along with a free 185-page download of Mike's study notes. Plus, receive Mike's anointed prophetic book, God's Answer to the Growing Crisis. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience, yours, for a donation of $49. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9559. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9559 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. Hello, I'm David Hernandez. Join me on It's Supernatural as I share how you can experience new dimensions of the Holy Spirit that will literally affect every area of your life. 